everything school. They're not gonna keep him off the field tonight. War Eagle. Hey, 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 and welcome on into the Patrick Party Podcast here this Wednesday, November twenty second afternoon. It'll probably come out Wednesday night. You probably aren't listening to this Thanksgiving, but you might be on Black Friday, Iron Bowl Eve, as I like to call it. Happy Iron Bowl week. Um, to all, I we, we will talk. We will talk about um, how the game has lost a little bit of its uh, luster, but um, still, regardless, always an exciting time of year, even in years when the matchup, for one reason or another, doesn't seem to be as exciting. You know, there's always excitement with the Iron Bowl. Um, so, happy Iron Bowl week to all. Thanksgiving week as well. Um, so just kind of a little scheduling update. I guess we'll do announcements on the front end of the show. Um, podcast came out Wednesday. Email newsletter, honestly, will probably come out on Thursday morning. I'm not expecting anybody to like see that or read that on Thursday. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Um, but you can enjoy that on Friday if you hadn't already. I will encourage you for the Pick'em this week. Last Pick'em, we'll probably, we'll probably do like a bowl a bowl pool or something just to be fun um maybe but the bowls or the the pick'em the final regular season week for the pick'em we're not doing it uh next week um there are friday games on there there's a lot of really good games on friday and i mean the egg bowl's thursday but that that wasn't enough time so we will have it on friday it will cut off at 11 a.m on friday so make sure to get your picks in um, if you have not already. Outside of that for announcements, pregame, um, the usual the last one of the season um, will also be this Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. on a variety of platforms. Um, we'll have our picks. I think what we're going to do is we're going to do, we'll do like a regular picks video. We will save the Iron Bowl pick, and I'll make that from inside Jordan-Hare Stadium as we count you down to kickoff for that 2.30 kick. Final time Auburn's on CBS um, in this current this current format, the SEC on CBS. One more time doing the Iron Bowl. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Um, outside of that, our national TV board, um, by the end of Wednesday night, will also be made available. You can get that on our email newsletter as well. I mean, if you hadn't gotten it, if you hadn't signed up at this point, I can't imagine you're going to. Um, we got one more coming out probably Thursday morning. But you know what? If I see the notification that you signed up anytime up to like Saturday morning, I'll shoot it to you um, or forward it to you. But that will be coming out. We'll have our preview story as well um, on PatrickParty.com. And it just to kind of transition us into the talk because, wow, we have a lot to process and think about. Um I really, two weeks ago, um, it was a Monday morning after the Arkansas win, and I was meeting someone for breakfast early Monday morning, and I was walking over there, and I was just thinking about, like, I'm not going to lie, I was looking ahead. Uh, maybe that was the problem. Um, I was thinking about what would this narrative be for this Iron Bowl? Like, what is the story I want to tell? What is kind of the... Every week, you know, our preview story and our podcast normally aligns with it. Like, we have, like, the central theme of, like, going into this game, what is the story, what is the perception, what is the narrative? We've been doing a lot of narrative talk this football season. What is the narrative? And I think I was going to really, 
uh, uh, just to be completely honest, I, I will share all this. Um, my, my plan was, you know, Auburn beats New Mexico State. Um, seven wins is very much on the table. And really, my thought process was going to be, even though it's still the same team as, you know, all the other weeks that have played this season, does year one end with New Mexico State being the seventh win, confirming a seven and five, and really, do we transition into a year two? Um, and if you don't totally understand what I'm trying to say, you know, everyone talks about, like, oh, it's year one. Like, oh, like there's going to be growing pains. But when you go back and you look at it, anytime they evaluate coaches, one thing that's always going to come up for Auburn guys is what was your record against George, Alabama, and LSU? And it's like, for all that's been said, Iron Bulls matter no matter what. Right, and so I mean, everyone talks about like, I mean, like let's be, let's think about this. Let's walk this thought out. If Auburn wins the Iron Bowl in twenty twenty one, Brian Harson is very likely still Auburn's head football coach. Auburn doesn't go to the Birmingham Bowl; they go to a better bowl. Heck, they might win it. Even if they don't, there's you beat Alabama, you upset Alabama. There's a lot of momentum. The recruiting probably ends better. February does not happen. There's actually some momentum going into the next season rather than just like knowing the inevitable. Brian Arson's probably still the head coach. Iron Bowls really matter. And so the narrative was going to be, does this really kick off year two and really kick off, not like the whole Hugh Freeze era, but more of like, all right, like we've done the growing, and yes, there's still more to grow. There's still more talent to bring in, but like this is when it really matters and counts. And like, does this really start to count towards your what are you doing at Auburn? You have the game at home, like you've got a team that's more than capable of maybe pulling off an upset if things get weird. And that was kind of going to be my talk going into the week. Well, 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 um, for those of you, uh, we all know at this point Auburn uh, loses by. Three scores, 21 points to New Mexico State at home and just a complete uh, a disaster um, on all three phases. There was nothing. You know, a lot of times you see upsets like this and it's something fluky happened and it's low scoring and there was some weird play at the end. None of that from beginning to end. New Mexico State controlled and dominated the entire football game and they won. And I think it's one of those things where there's so many angles you can take at it and it's been discussed and I don't want to get all into the weeds because it's not even, like, it is just straight up, like, I don't even think you could be like, well, Auburn didn't have their head screwed on right. Well, clearly they didn't. But I don't even think, it was 21 points. Like, I, Auburn is just talented enough to not lose to this team by 21 points. And I think that is what is so astounding. And it's just crazy if you juxtapose that Arkansas game that we just got finished talking about to this New Mexico State game and just how not ready Auburn was and how they just got physically dominated in all three areas. And, um, yes, it's, I, I mean, I, I feel very comfortable saying, I don't think this is reactionary. I think this is, uh, you go back and look, I really do think this is the worst loss in the modern era for this football program. And that is not ideal. And there's no way to excuse that or to, there's no need to, to try to defend it or be like, well, but they're building and things are going to get better. And it's year one. Auburn should not lose to New Mexico State. Like, let's just let's be honest with ourselves. Auburn University should should never lose to New Mexico State in football. Like, that is just that is the reality. Um, there's a multitude of reasons why that is true. Um, 
of Auburn and almost every SEC program, maybe outside Vanderbilt, and even at times Vanderbilt. Um, and so I'll say this. it In a lot of ways, it hurts the perception of the season. There's a big difference in 7-5 and five and 6-6. Six and six. Of course, if you likely lose the Iron Bowl, your bowl game opens up the possibility of, of a third straight losing season that hasn't happened since the Doug Barfield days in the seventies, um, pre Pat die, um, three straight seasons of a losing season. And it, that, you know, it, it, it makes it a little bit harder to point to progress. And yes, I am. The recruiting process has been significant, especially from where it's coming, but even from the, the, you know, the, the end days of Malzahn, um, Malzahn's time here, and, you know, there's been spots on the field where there's been improvement. In a lot of ways, like, we have seen this team get better. Um, but at the same time, I, to be completely honest, this is what I thought was going to happen at pre-New Mexico State. Uh, the season, and I was getting ready to say, make this comment, and maybe I did. Um, I said in the off season, and I was about to be wrong, um, normally in the year one, for most coaches, You'll win a game you're not supposed to win, and you'll lose a game you're not supposed to. And all season, that had really not happened. Auburn beat UMass, Cal, Sanford, all teams they were supposed to beat. Auburn then lost to Texas A&M, Georgia, Ole Miss, or LSU, Ole Miss. All games they weren't supposed to win. Auburn beat Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, Arkansas. All games they were supposed to win. And you were getting to the point where you're like, okay, if Auburn beats New Mexico State, even if they lose the Iron Bowl, they've won every game they were supposed to and lost every game they're not supposed to. Of course, New Mexico State happens. That's the game you're supposed to win. There is no excuse. Now, <laughs> people have joked, and I, again, I pre-New Mexico State kind of stand on, and I don't want to like reveal where I'm feeling, but like Auburn is not going to win on Saturday. Um and I think the reality is I kind of thought Auburn, you know, they were getting excited, then they got reality checked by those four teams. Then they were getting excited again, and then I kind of thought they'd get reality checked a little bit in the Iron Bowl. And that's not to say Auburn's not going to play well or it couldn't be a good game. Because I think we all believe, myself included, Auburn will play undoubtedly a better game against Alabama and will probably play Alabama closer than they played in New Mexico State, despite everything. That's just how Auburn is. They played a closer game to the likely about to be three-time national champion defending national champion Georgia Bulldogs than they did New Mexico State the Aggies and so I just think overall in the grand scheme of everything it, it is an embarrassing loss and there's no excuse and that, that that's that is kind of I, I do tend to think it's a one-off um I think the story it could ultimately tell is, and I and I had to kind of watch my phrasing on this because I said someone not get used to it, but like this could rear its ugly head again. And what I'm trying to say is, I don't think Auburn's losing to New Mexico State caliber teams again. I think there there will be enough of a talent thing to where that ain't gonna happen. Um, but you go back and look. This is a conversation, you know you don't really want to have um, or hang over someone's head, but you lose in New Mexico State, and it kind of opens the door. Um, it actually opens the door wide open. But you look at Freeze's times at Ole Miss, everyone loves to talk about and Auburn, frankly, hired him because he had beaten Alabama twice and 
did some great things there, but they also lost to Memphis and lost to Arkansas. And they, they could have gone the SEC championship, I believe, in 15, but they lost to Arkansas. And there are some ugly losses in there, and it's kind of a consistently a little bit inconsistent. You know, you ride the highs, but you also lose some lows. And the question, I think, really of what will this Hugh Freeze, I think it really does tie in to what my overall question has been with Hugh Freeze being Auburn's football coach, is I have said from the beginning, regardless of who Auburn ended up hiring, they ended up hiring Hugh Freeze, they were always going to be better than Harson. It was going to take a special talent to be to make it worse than what it already was. It was always going to improve. But how does it compare to where Malzahn had the program on a consistent level? And Malzahn had the program, frankly, inconsistent, but like really great season, underperforming, really great season, underperforming. But even within those great seasons, like there were some weird losses. And then in those not as great seasons, there were some wins that made you think maybe this should have been better. It was, it was kind of all over the place a little bit. And I think what will determine ultimately where Free stands in all of this and where he how successful his tenure is at Auburn is how much better he can have it than Malzahn did. Is it still going to be Auburn wins this big game, but then they lose to someone stupid? You know, we've talked about how many times is Auburn like, I mean, Auburn, like, in 2018, like, they lost to Mississippi State. Like, they shouldn't have lost that game. They lost to Tennessee in 2018. That was a stupid loss. 2020, they lost to South Carolina team they weren't supposed to. In 2019, you blew a, um, what was the, maybe 19 wasn't the year. I mean, you probably should have won it Florida. And 19, 19 actually was probably pretty, that was a bad example. 17, you blew that lead at LSU. You know, you can, you can go down all the years of games you probably should have won. Um... And so it's one of those things where can Auburn consistently perform based on their talent? Saturday wasn't a good uh, look into that. We'll ultimately see. Now, in terms of recruiting, I don't think it has that big of an effect on it. In terms of this Iron Bowl, yes, I think from a fan perspective, it it hurts uh, to be walking limping into the Iron Bowl after that. Um, I will say, undoubtedly, I think Auburn is going to play a better game. Um... Let's just kind of talk about the Iron Bowl for a second and how Auburn matches up. If the last time you watched Alabama was their game against Texas in Week 2, you got some catching up to do. They have really improved. Jalen Milrow has really improved. Um, they, they they obviously won the West um, and will play Georgia likely for a spot in the playoff if they can knock them off. Um, I would say for Alabama... Defense really, really, really good. They were even against like that. Their defense is really good. Um, their defensive line is really good. How this Auburn offensive line? I think when you look at the Auburn offense in this game, is Auburn going to be able to run the ball? If Auburn can run the ball, they have a fighting chance. Um, if they're not, it's going to be a quick, um, quick exit for a lot of people in that stadium. Um, I think it's one of those things where Auburn's going to have to be able to run the ball to win. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm very interested to see how Auburn's receivers do in this. Talk about Auburn's defense. I'm very interested to see where, how they fare against Jalen Milrow. He is not Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels is by far a better quarterback. 
but they're very similar in some in some key areas. Of course, they're both dual threat, and I'm interested to see how Auburn is able to defend this Alabama offense. Um, Alabama, kind of different from LSU, they have struggled at times in that intermediate passing area. Uh, one that um you know Auburn's offense has deeply struggled in this season, and but that it, it's it's the big plays, and I think it's the definition of well. So it's very interesting because you look at this Auburn defense, and all season they've been bend don't break, and yet they never really broke. I mean they they were not good against New Mexico State. Hear me, but they never like ha- gave up the seventy yard play. New Mexico State was able to nickel and dime Auburn and control the clock all the way down the field. And I know they are one of the best in the country at like time of possession and being able to do that. I wonder if Auburn can eliminate Alabama's deep ball big play. That's kind of what Milrow in his passing has somewhat been known for. Is like he can hit that big pass. If Auburn can avoid that, if they can avoid that, again, yikes. Um, but if Auburn can avoid that quick strike, Will Alabama be able, and it's weird to say, will Alabama be able to do something like New Mexico State? That, again, sounds weird. But, like, will Alabama be able to nickel and dime Auburn down the field? That intermediate passing. Uh, of course, Milrow himself is a weapon, especially on the ground. Um, and being able just to turn a third and eight into a first down. I watched parts of that LSU game. That's pretty much what he did several times. Um, and... So I'm just I'm very interested to see that a lot of people are, you know, if you if you're trying to talk yourself into an Auburn win, um, a lot of people are like, well, you know, if if Harson can keep it close, then of course, like of course, Hufferies can keep it close. I think that's lazy analysis, to be completely honest with you. Um, and I'm not saying that like oh you're lazy if you think that, but say what you want. Uh, about Harson as leading a football program or an end game, some of his decisions were bizarre. There's a lot of question marks of like what what did we really think was going on there? I will say from a talent level, that 2021 team vastly underperformed, and there was I know TJ Finley was the quarterback and he was basically on one leg that entire second half, but there was some real talent on that defense. And that, again, this is not to say there's not talent on this current Auburn team. But that roster was in a little bit of a different spot. That was a roster you just took from Malzahn. There were still some real big pieces on that that, that team, uh, and they were able to kind of get up for that game um, and really limit one of the better offenses all season um, for the majority of <laughs> almost all the game until the very end. Um, and so I just, again, I, I think they're different. It's ironic because it's, I think, Almost exactly the same record. I don't. I think Alabama lost that season. I don't remember or care. But um, I I think it's different. Um, I will say it, it is going to be Auburn's going to have to be able to get home. And in, in Auburn's biggest games, they have not been able to get pressure on the quarterback with only four guys. They've had to send in blitz guys, which leaves people open. And then you have like LSU where they couldn't even get home with five guys and then you have a mismatch in the secondary and you're screwed. Um, Auburn's going to have to be able to get home. You saw that towards the end of that Georgia game. Auburn couldn't get pressure. Georgia was able to get passes. They also discovered that Brock Bowers was on their team 
and they were able to take advantage and ultimately make the plays to win the game. Um, I, I think that's ultimately where um, you kind of find yourself again. You're in that same situation we talked about with LSU of – you, you have to take away the big explosive plays or you're screwed. I also think the start is so crucial. Um, but even with that, like I, I could fully see this being like a closer game at halftime and everyone's like, uh-oh, let's turn on the Iron Bowl. What, what could happen? And second half Alabama has been a real thing. They have played exceptional in the second half of football games. Um, and so I, I, I do think we could see that again. Um, but, I mean – it's going to be a great atmosphere. I think we all know that. Um, Iron Bulls and Auburn normally are. Um, it is, again, it is Jordan-Hare Stadium. Something weird could certainly happen. Um, but I, it, it it's a place Nick Saban has struggled uh, several, several times um, since. And it struggled even, I mean, maybe pulling out a win, but it's been a close game. Um, since being in Alabama... I think it could be a pretty decent game. I, I again, I, I think the second half it could, you could really start to just kind of get your reality check of like where Auburn still is relative to those top tier teams, um, and the sport in the league. So, yeah, I think it could. I that, that's pretty much where I stand on it. Um, tall task for this Auburn offense. Alabama's defense is really, really good. Um, and they're just you're gonna have to be able to run the ball, um, and they're pro- to be completely honest, Alabama would have to make a critical mistake on offense and like give up points to the defense, a little bit like that 19 game if Auburn's gonna want to be able to have a chance to pull this off. Because I just I struggle to think in my head how Auburn's offense, even when they played their best, like when they played against, and I've talked about it, Auburn's offense is at their best when they're able to run the ball and in the passing game. You don't know who they're going to throw it to because there's really not a number one, and it could go to any of the guys. That is when Auburn is at their best. I struggle to really think how they're going to be able to do that consistently and score points in this one. And, yes, Auburn's going to be amped up. They're probably going to come out and play pretty well to start. But as the game rolls on, I do think you'll – and I know people are so overhearing about talent gap and that being an excuse, and that card has been used a lot. That is real in this game. It was. It has not been real in the last several games, and I think that has been something that is this offense has got started to click. Yes, because they played more together and they found an identity and they stuck to one guy, but also like they were able to lean on some people a little bit. The, the talent they played the last couple of weeks until the disaster last weekend, like they were able to to lean on them. And no one wants to hear this. I do think New Mexico State was probably the best of the four teams Auburn just played. Again, no excuse to lose to them. I'm not trying to make a stunt for that because um, that's that is not as Auburn, a top tier SEC team, should never lose to New Mexico State. Point blank. Um, all to say that that's kind of where I stand on the Iron Bowl. Um, but you know, weirder things have happened. So we'll see. It should be a really fun atmosphere. You're supposed to wear blue if you're um, a fan uh, planning on going to the game. Um, pretty much made all of our Patrick Party announcements from the beginning. Should be a really fun Patrick Party pregame. Um, excited about that. Had some extra time to work on some uh, special things. We'll also be highlighting all of those Iron Bowl memories from the 2013, 1993, 1983 seasons. So some memorable, some memorable games for sure. 
And other than that, that's pretty much going to do it for our Iron Bowl preview podcast. Uh, Thanks for joining us here, and we are out of here, folks.